Welcome to The Real Deal with Jen Costa, your podcast for all things spiritual, where I take you along on my journey through life and we talk about mediumship, all things woo, and everything in between. Let's get started. Welcome back, friends. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about labels and the meaning of words. And the idea for this episode has been kind of lingering with me for a few weeks. I thought I was going to record it last week, but something else decided to come in on uh, Intuitive Kids. So it has been kind of popping around in my mind. And I was like, all right, today's the day. Let's do it. So when you talk about language and like the labels and the meaning of words, it directly like correlates to mediumship, but it also correlates to life. And I think that's one of the realizations that I've had by doing this. So it extends far beyond mediumship, but that's how I came to that realization of when you deliver a mediumship reading or a message, you have to be very aware of how you are seeing things and your delivery and the specific words that you use because words have meaning. Words come with baggage that maybe not necessarily you have, but your sitter may have. This whole mediumship journey has also made me realize so much more about life in general, and it's given me a more rich awareness in life. What one word means to me might mean something completely different to you. So here's words that I have issues with or I feel different things about. One of them is psychic. One of them is medium. You can put them together, say psychic medium, and that feels weird to me. And to break that down, it's like, okay, why? I was like, why does that feel strange to me? And the real reason looking back is not because of the words themselves. It's what I associate with the words. So I am 42 and I grew up in like the 80s, 90s. And the only exposure I had to psychic mediums was Dionne Warwick, right? Selling the Psychic Friends Network, saying call, you know, and ask your questions. We can like, what problems do you have? And, you know, for $2.99 a minute or whatever they charged, that was my only experience. And I even realized that I didn't like how she was even selling or the whole network was selling because to me that felt icky. It didn't feel right. It didn't seem honest and like we genuinely want to help you. It was like, pay us, we'll tell you stuff. I've realized I didn't like that for many reasons. So my association with psychic and medium was that. It also was, it felt cheap to me. Like I can just call you on the phone and you're going to fix my problems. One, that doesn't sound real. Two, if it was, I would call you and probably take you up on it. And three, my mom would be pissed if I ended up calling and she was getting that phone bill. And then I also realized why I don't like it is I've been fed like this whole story through Hollywood and like through our media that psychics and mediums are a joke and it's like fake and they've had this stereotype placed upon them that may not necessarily be true, may be true for some people. You know, some people do go into it and want to scam people just like anything else in life though. And so I realized I had all these thoughts and feelings around it that weren't even mine, but that were like fed to me through different ways that I wasn't even aware of. 
And I bring it up because a lot of words I realized I feel different ways about. Lightworker is another one. When you dig into why you feel what you feel about certain words, it can really bring a lot of interesting retrospective and really clarity of like why you might believe what you believe and make you think, is that actually what I believe or what I've been fed? Here's some other words, right, that I feel weird about or like have weird associations with. One of them is rich and wealthy. Like I didn't grow up with a lot of money. So I almost had this thought and feeling of where rich and wealthy, they were demonized. Like they were bad people. They don't know what it's like. Like, so there's a whole thing with all of this. A few other words are like colonization. If that like rubs you the wrong way or gay and queer. And again, as like a person who identifies as gay, I also have thought about words in that area of my life. So it's not just about mediumship. It's about like life in general. Now you might associate a gay person with a man. Like in the queer culture, that's what is associated. Men are gay, women are lesbian. And then I realized I don't even identify as lesbian because, oh, why not? Let me look at that. And again, I realized that was because my aunt was gay and I was told, and I think it was like 13 that she was gay. And I didn't even realize, I don't think what that meant, but she would be around our family and her partners would be around. We would go on vacation with them, but they were always referred to as her friends. There was never that this is a relationship. This is a partner. And so I think in some ways I viewed it as bad. I didn't view that as this is not accepted. This is what we say it is. Even though I didn't even totally understand what was happening. That was what I was being told without words actually and being gay I think that's why I associate with the word gay more than lesbian because I think in my head I have work to do on that and be like this word isn't necessarily bad it's just my experience that formed these associations with it that aren't necessarily mine it also makes me think of the word queer in the gay community queer when I grew up in the 80s 90s was a hugely derogatory term if that was like the ultimate insult if you called someone a queer it was like all bad but like this word has now been reclaimed and people now identify as queer as like yes that's me this makes sense this is what i'm taking you know what that word that you guys said was bad is not now this is who i am so even reclamation of words is something interesting and to look into And then I also thought about, and this kind of correlated with someone else's podcast I listened to recently, and they were talking about language and compassionate language. They talked about like different cultures and how different cultures in the English language, we have one word and that's what something means. But to translate things into other languages are not one-to-one. So I have a friend who is from France and she speaks French. And I also have a friend who's Brazilian and she speaks Portuguese. And in when I'm talking to them sometimes, they'll try and find an expression or a word. And they're like, I'm not sure what the word is in English. And now I'm realizing it's because how they express things is vastly different than we do. Their language is a lot different than ours. And then this led me to what I do now, which is like graphic design. So you do like a one page translation. And in in English, it is one page. Now, if you translate that into French, It might be a page and a quarter because the amount of words you need to say 
in that language to get across what you mean or for someone to understand in English what they're trying to convey in French. They need a lot more words. And the same thing I found with Spanish, Italian, and German. I mean, that's just a, they have some really long words. So those are usually the longest that I've done. But even just realizing that, that these translations, they're not one-to-one. And even realizing whatever the headline is, and when you translate it directly to English, it does not translate exactly to that English word. So the phrase could be like, the car is small. Maybe that's something simple, too simple, but maybe you're talking about technology and how that would actually translate from English to German or English to French is not the same. So it's not a one-to-one translation. Just something to think about in how we express words in the English language versus how other countries do. And again, this is all just like food for thought and something that's been on my mind, but to bring up because it does affect one in general, everyone and how we do things and how we think about things, but also delivery of like mediumship messages, connections, any kind of healing work, any kind of light work, how we feel about it, what we think about it. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because if there are words that give you feelings and certain thoughts, like I challenge you to look at them. If you feel like a word like me, like psychic medium, I don't like that. Well, why? Why don't I like that? I challenge you to look into those words and ask yourself why. What what was I taught about that word? What was my experience around that word growing up? now, then? And what does society tell me about that word? What does our society say? What do other countries say about that word? Because that directly informs whether we realize it or not, the conscious and the subconscious of how we think about language and how we think about things. And this whole spirituality journey, even see, even that word, as I say it, I cringe because I associate it with like, fluffy kind of like weird guru kind of people that I don't associate with. So maybe I need to work on like reclaiming that word and what it means for me. But spirituality or all of this, it's really important to keep in mind just in general. You don't have to be doing mediumship readings. You can just be a person. Think of mental health struggles, right? You think of someone who has mental health issues. There's a stigma around that. There's stigmas, there's stereotypes. All of these words hold meanings that we didn't give to them, that society gave to them, that other people gave to them. But I think it's important, super important to talk about language and labels, especially in the meaning, in mediumship, in the healing modalities, in whatever you're doing, in Reiki, because what we say is important because people hang on every word that we say sometimes. And our experience is not necessarily the same experience as the person coming to see us. So it is something really important to keep in mind. And it's always important on this journey to keep that space of introspection and healing because that, I mean, what is life? It's a huge journey of like healing and figuring ourselves out, right? Some more than others will do it more consciously, but I challenge you to look at in your everyday daily life, your thoughts around words, your thoughts of where they came from, and if there are words that you find difficult or you they rub you the wrong way when you say them, look at them. Figure out why and see if you can reclaim that word or find a word that feels that you fit better. But I think the more you know about yourself and all of these things, it can only help you and others, right? Because what do we use to talk to people? Language. 
and we're trying to translate something that we can't see into a language, which also, again, in itself is very difficult to translate the unseen into something tangible with words doesn't always do it justice. So the more you can look at yourself, your thoughts, your healing path, your journey, the more you're going to be able to connect with people, no matter how different they are from you. And the last thing I'll leave you with is I challenge you to listen, like when they talk and they use words that maybe you don't like, or you feel triggering, give it a moment. If you find yourself reacting, there's a reason. There's something to look at there. I know I myself need to look at a lot of different words and have looked at a lot of different words because of this. But just some realization I hope to bring to you today about words and this world we live in, which can be super hugely complicated. I challenge you, look at yourself, look at labels and the meaning of words and see what you come up with. I hope you have a great one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave me a review or rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you found this episode helpful, feel free to share with friends. And if you're interested in getting a reading from me, you can book directly on jencostamedium.com. Have an awesome day, and thanks for taking the time to listen.